If you saw the last story, you know I got the match. Oh my God, this is my biggest match, I'm pretty sure. I might even know the buck. Negas. Oh God. I am so hyped. Let's go. I mean, look at this thing. There you have it, a match set during turkey season. Does it get any better? I guess I could shoot a bird on the same day, but man. And we're going to have a good podcast today, a little archery talk with Rick, kind of part two of the Shed series from uh, last week. And we talk a little bit of archery setup and our beliefs and what bows we're running, what things have worked well for us. Uh, some of Dave's target panic issues and what he's kind of going back to to simplify things. But yeah, turkey season has kicked off here in the Buckeye State. And let me tell you, turkey hunting pressure might be more than the rut from what I can tell. There's just people everywhere and they're walking, they're moving, trucks are parking and shaking. So to fill you in a little bit on the opener, Rick... Uh, was cut off by somebody on an ATV, came in, got off their ATV, and tried to work the bird that Rick was planning on trying to get after. Andy and I pulled into section, and there was a guy in his truck at pull-off. We drive down to where we were going to park. Keep in mind, the day before open air, I drove and heard a couple gobbles, kind of marked some pins, thinking if a couple of these birds repeat the same area we should be in the chips or at least have a better starting point i know people talk about roosting birds but that also makes for a super late night and then a early morning the next day for us so i elected to go friday morning it worked better with my schedule <clears throat> and it worked i heard birds and had a good bead and thought that was great the so like i said first truck drive by it not a big deal we go to pull in to our parking spot and there's plenty of acreage uh, just in this whereabouts that a few trucks not not a big deal and parking sometimes is limited to a factor but we pull in and there's a group of guys huddled up and not the first time not the last time this will happen and I told Andy about a bird A that I was going to put him towards because I felt like it was the hotter bird, a little bit closer to the road. Keep in mind, Andy forgot his boots that morning, so he's rocking Nike tennis shoes. So, yeah, I'm going to send him to the closer bird. Me, I'm, I've got two birds that I heard the, the morning of, and I thought one of them was a little more fired up, so I'm going to go after that one, I thought. I forgot a ball cap, and with my thinning hairline i can't be running around the woods without anything on my head and it was like 65 degrees for our opener so i had to rock the like warm tobogganish style hat um that was not ideal for sure definite chili dip but anyways we pull into the lot and there's two trucks there and a group of guys uh sitting there in the lot and they kind of start like walking away from the parking lot in like the thickest manner you could and I kind of had to make a judgment call at this point and decided these guys, one, don't know what they're doing. Two, may have never been here a day in their lives just based on how they're traveling out of the parking lot. Like, why would you not just maybe walk the road if you're going to go the certain direction they were going? Or why wouldn't you go to this other couple ways that are way easier access, in my opinion, to like, let's say, get into the, the piece without giving much detail away. 
So I'm like, Andy, dude, these guys have no idea. I was like, you've got an overlooked bird behind us, hopefully close by from what I could tell. And then these dudes clearly have no idea what they're doing. So I get back in there. I have limited signal and I can hear the guys, what I think is the group of three and they're owl hooting out on the road. So clearly not the best public land turkey hunters in my book at this point. Uh, bird A that I was hopefully sitting on does not gobble at all, and I can hear bird C uh, quite a ways away, a little bit more fired up. So I just start sprinting at bird C because I'm not going to sit here waiting on A when when C seems to be uh, wanting to play the game. Long story short, Andy heard 50 gobbles. He had a great hunt. I did not gar hole him, but he was working his way to the bird I had kind of pinned him on. And sure enough, that bird was hammering a few times and all of a sudden one single shot and that bird refused to talk the rest of the morning. And yep, uh, we heard a couple other shots, busy couple hunters, and he talked, I mean, it's, let me tell you, I think turkey hunting pressure might be worse than rut pressure. So there is that. Now, uh, I, I went for a quick hunt the other day, no, no gobbles off the roost, whatever, I'll start walking around and see if I can strike something up and sure enough a match set and a good one uh so I was jacked and Greg Tubbs and I were talking a little bit and I think this is a good question for the listeners to to comment on the post would you rather shoot a bird or find a good match set and Greg's initial answer was, oh, I'd rather shoot a bird. And Dave's is too. I'd rather kill something. I think I'm going to go with a good match set. Because I would love to be able to kill a buck and have his sheds. And in order to do that in that process, I would I, I would love to have the match if that were to uh, ever occur. I have been very close two times uh, where I found match set and chased buck. And he was there and making moves and just can't can't connect. So... Until that happens, that is a very big priority for me. And, and maybe it's just I regard deer and, and antlers in particular. Like, they're like, they're magical, I don't know, bones that grow out of these white tails heads to fend off others to, to get the opportunity to breed. I mean, they are so cool with their characteristics and their little nuances and does he have mass? Does he have a kicker? Does the, the G3 have a crook in it? I mean, I love deer antlers. I'm not afraid to say it. So that was a, a pretty cool morning. Like I said, pretty jacked up. And it, it, it kind of goes back to something I've heard Jason Samkowiak talk about a little bit is even if you only have, let's call it an hour window to hunt, or you got 15 minutes to take your kids fishing, Go do it, even though you may drive one hour, get in a 45-minute hunt, and then drive home. You're spending more time in the car, but you went. And he talks about how the opportunity to catch that magical time can happen if you just go. And if you go more frequently. Versus if you wait on the weekend where the weather's perfect, the the crappie are biting, you're going to take your kids out to the lake on a beautiful 75-degree limited wind day. Those just don't come around. But if you take them three or four times, 15 minutes after work, down to the pond or whatever, one of those times you're bound to catch the night that all the fish are biting and they have a magical memory. And so that's something I have incorporated into my short hunts or short scouts. 
occasionally and and this was definitely one of those things that i don't know many many guys that would drive what i did and, and only for a short hunt and only for for turkeys uh, but it turned out to be a very cool match set and let alone if if i could ever come full circle on a buck like that um, that particular deer that would be sweet so hope you guys enjoyed the podcast a little uh, archery and, and turkey update here up front we'll see you so Rick just divulged off a. Wait, we got to pick up where we left off, do you? No, it doesn't matter. It's turkey. You can't, it, it's you can't, you can't just no. hard ass transitions. Or, this is my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is a funny point. Rick, I can do what I want to. <laughs> Please, Rick. Rick goes. I've lost three friends because they've had uh, weddings during the rut, and I literally just send a gift. <laughs> I'm like, well, we're friends. Yeah. Here you go, man. Here's your, here's like a set of Tupperware. I'm, I'm a horrible gift giver, too. It's usually a card and like 10 bucks to Target. I don't get the whole gift registry stuff. You know, it's like you already know what you're getting. You you scan it. Yeah, I won't do it. You know, I refuse to I buy. I will not do a gift registry. Some it's, people will. I, I understand. Like, okay, but. You don't know. Do you know if someone else bought some shit off the register or not? I so think it takes. Yeah, it off the list. it takes it off the list. See, but we got it. mad like repeated items on ours. Mm. I don't but know if you guys cash did. is king in that situation. If cash I give you fifty dollars, yeah. go buy what you had on that list. Yeah, I don't want to look at a list. I don't. I don't do that. See, as far as gifts go, see, I like to do gifts a little differently. Dave is a gift guy. <laughs> but, uh, Wife, birthdays. She don't like half my gifts. So, but I like he'll like go secret mode and send Amazon links for me to buy yeah. from my house and then Venmo me. Yeah, and I give them to then I give them to Nikki. But I like to get gifts. So to, to me, a gift is something that you 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 would you would never buy for yourself. That's like a gift. Yeah. Like, what do do I want you, it? You say guns. Do, do I what do, like I Nikki would I like speakers in my yard? That look like rocks. <laughs> yeah. I would love some. I would never a, buy them. A thirty-eight revolver. <laughs> a thirty-eight revolver. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, no, I need a fucking thirty-eight revolver. But if but it's I, a gift, but, it's but, hell yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. You can never run with any gun. It could be the. It could be a Rossi. <laughs> Give me that Rossi four ten. Great, thanks, man. <laughs> this is this. awesome. I would love to see you shot four times. <laughs> Shit, I'll go out there one arm bandit that bitch just for the hell of it. Wow, <laughs> dude, I had three snakes in the yard two days ago. Yeah, and I was great. Like, I'm about to buy you a Rossi snake yeah. gun. I'm yeah, like, get engraved. Snake gun. Put my son's name on it. <laughs> Be like, why? That's for Brody when he gets older. Yeah. That's daddy's like snake gun. Snake gun. <laughs> Call it Medusa. There you go. That's nice. That is sexy. Have you named your new bow yet? Let's transition. We're naming these. bows now, huh? Oh, oh no! I, I, should I, I name my bow? I've never. Rick, named what bow are you shooting? I'm Matthews. Which one? Uh, Halon. Okay. Yeah. Which one? The the regular Halon or the 32? It's didn't the, the Halon, Halon do it's like the Halon the... before the 32? So that's regular okay. Halon. But yeah. didn't the Halon yeah. have the five, six, and sevens? Yeah. yeah. Both the 32. I got the there. six. Okay. Just the mid range. Yeah. Uh, right in the middle. Tub shoots the Halon 32. You're shooting a Matthews now. Yeah. I'm a. I take my bows 12 to 15 years. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a bow guy. I don't care what I shoot. Uh, yeah, I used to be a long time ago. I'm not guy anymore. at the Turkey Expo, a buddy of mine, he sold me on the Halon, um, and I got suckered into it. It's suckered? Probably, uh, I, it's a good design. It's it, not that old. It's it's it's, it's an older bow is. now, too. But I just feel like it. I almost feel like... Um, it was feel, way better than that no-cam series they put out. They come out with a years. new bow every year, and it's. I feel like I'm left out because now I got this super 
like it's like buying iPhones, really. Mm. You know, like the next one is like iPhone 15 now, and you got the iPhone 9, and you just feel like yeah. you don't have the technology. The difference is iPhone 9 can't even make phone calls nowadays, <laughs> and a like 2008 Botech, you know, um, invasion, still, still invasion kill deer, or whatever yeah. can 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 still kill all kinds of deer. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Ben has a Z7. No, he sold. He's he's way upgraded now. He's got tracks now, I think. Maybe. But yeah, you. But you had the Z7 forever. Yeah, you can hand me Kill a Z7. I'll, I'll go shoot a deer with it tomorrow. Yeah, and then the Halon, like so. So Magis has made some very like there was Z7 series for a long time. Then there was the Halon series. Well, they had the Helon or the the Helium. Helium, but that was yeah, yeah. Helium was a spinoff of Z7, but lighter. Mm-hmm. Then there was well, the, the and the the riser was a little more straight up versus yeah. the Z7. The big drawback was the fact that those. Um, Oh, the, the torque in your bow, super, yeah, the super torque, concave your, your riser, grip yeah. was uh, essentially so far out there that any sort of potential tweak of your wrist yeah. would get magnified into the... So the helium was like a little bit, they tweaked it a little bit, yeah, but it's like all these tweaks off of these models, and then they came out with like the Halon, and they have some tweaks and tweaks and tweaks off of it, and then they came out with the, um... Was, no, it's still, it's still a... It's still kind of Halon-esque, is it? Yeah, because they have the, the Tri-X, which are super short. They have the VXR, that's kind of more of a normal-ish. Yeah, but yeah, nonetheless, it's like they... Like, at this point in time, a 10-year-old bow is still like a really good bow. I yeah. did. How many deer did I kill with that uh, blade that Newbury's not around now yeah. for two years? I had a 2008 Bowtech 82nd Airborne. That that was a 350 IBO bow, in two th- it was a 2008, three 350 IBO bow, yeah. and it, it was a 30 it was like 35 inches ATA. It was like a tall skinny yeah. bow, six inch I think six inch brace, um, it had a 35 inch bow. So like kind of a kind of short brace for that for that, that tall long. ATA, but um, but uh, I shot a lot there with that bow. Yeah, um, I kind of like that like. Uh, I think I, my sweet spot is 33 to 30, probably 5, and I, I would rather have a 7-inch brace or a 6-inch plus brace. See, um, the ATA, is, is the, the axle axle has changed so much, though, throughout the years just due to the bow design. Yeah, the risers are longer, big cams. The parallel limbs. This is the parallel limbs. Yeah. Because you're talking axle to axle um, versus, you know, so, so it used to be like a long axle to axle bow, um, you know, they, they all had like same similar like riser sizes, but just had like longer like I don't know how to explain it, like longer limbs, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, but now, now you got these. All the risers are are all the same size. Basically, if you get a thirty three inch ATA, that's damn near a thirty three inch riser. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just like a, they're just so much more accurate. It's just a it's a difference. I'm not an archery guy, but we used to be. Yeah, and I yeah, I can't I can't I don't know the terminology I can't speak on as much as I used to. Dave used to, to like practice his form and like he was probably the you first. You in the basement, you shoot against the wall, make sure I kept like the upright T form and you know the whole nine yards. But and it's been a long time. And I used to shoot at velocity on like Friday nights and like I'd go in there with like a hundred dollar sight, you know, like a sword twilight and a bow, a bow hunter setup, you know. Yeah. I shoot in the the upper third and occasionally shoot top score and yeah. guys would be like. Out there with fat ass arrows and, and laser beam <laughs> sights, and, and I'd shoot within like a couple points of them. And, yeah. uh, you know, the, I was doing that every Friday. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's pre kids, pre uh, yeah, exactly. marriage. And so, what sites are you running now? I noticed you put new sites on your boat, right? You yeah, so I'm new. going all new. Uh, okay. that, that's yeah. kind of why I wanted to bring it up. Is uh, I'm gonna shoot the Prime this year. Okay. Um, their inline system. I, I I'm, I'm I don't know. Uh, single cam versus they've always been the dual cam, and I, I think tunability is probably a little better. Gotta be. Gotta be. Um, so well, also, they claimed the four cams was better to tune, but. You take it to a shop and yeah. they were like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, like that put a little more trust in a in that design. And then um, I remember I, I had a hunt in like November 2nd. I had the, a tweener buck, mm-hmm. 60 yards, and then he starts walking right at me. He looks pretty good coming at me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, this might be a buck I want to shoot. So I grabbed my bow and I hold it for like 7 to 10 minutes. And it was like freezing. <laughs> and so I texted Kevin Vistas and I was like, dude, how nice is that like grip they put in them primes with like the nasa material that like doesn't doesn't freeze or what i don't know huh. it's like neutral to the touch mm-hmm. and he's like dude it's fucking nice on a cold day huh. and i was like oh okay i was like that puts it a little bit higher in my book uh, as far as bows i'm gonna look at and so yeah like i'm i'm gonna reset a, a bow up i'm gonna shoot a probably some sort of three pin slider from redline mm-hmm. um nothing nothing too crazy outside of that i've been shooting that new breed for five seven years yeah yeah, new, so we got on with New Breed. We so we we worked with New Breed when they, well, it wasn't when they were, wasn't when they were they were they weren't new. They weren't new. They've been around they... for a while. But we, we got on New Breed like five years ago. Yeah. When we were brand new. Yeah. We spoke with some bow companies. New Breed wanted to work with us. Mm-hmm. I think they gave us like discounts at a, at a discount the first year, and we were we were just just. First time ever trying to get into the industry, like we were just like these average people, like would love to be like called pro staff of a company, you know? Yeah. Didn't know shit. And then uh, we got on with New Breed that they, you know, we were like sweet. They gave us a discount, and then like basically we we did a lot, you know, that first year, and then next year we got like a couple free bows, and then we got free bows pretty much from there on out, and then. Um, but and then they they ended up going out of going out of business. But like, and their bows were their bows were sweet. I mean, it's it was like a to, cross between a Matthews and an Elite. Is is a good description. They they, they were okay. they, they were they were they were sweet bows. But you know they went out of business, and you know we kind of were like, well, shit, not what we would do. And we haven't really done anything since, as far as like really trying to pursue like bow yeah. companies. I know you spoke with the Prime guys a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's not like a full on deal like we're with Prime or anything. So I'm shooting the Matthews this year, the Matthews Traverse. Mm-hmm. It's like they're, it's 34, I think 34, right? Yeah. 34 ATA, it's like a, it's like a taller I think it's a seven for like a bigger brace, guy, you yeah. know. You guys seven both have brace. long arms. I got these little T-Rex things. Yeah, what's like, your draw? Man. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I shoot crossbow bolts out of my, my bow, so. <laughs> You and Andy. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's Andy, terrible. Andy man. might have a little one arms than you. Just a little stocky guy over here, you know. But uh, yeah, this year I'm, I I realized you that. that uh, question, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna he's switch like, off. He's got to be 26 uh, or so under. <laughs> no, I'm not that bad. I cut my arrows at 28, you know. So <laughs> cuts his arrows at 28. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. It's you know I'm drinking Bud Light next over here, but. <laughs> You think you got the biggest <laughs> shit on the table, otherwise you'd be kicked out of the podcast. Oh, shit. I so, got my bow light next with my 25-inch draw. 
So yeah, I found that this these past couple seasons, I've I've uh, the five pin sight gives me trouble when okay. I look when I look down the barrel or down you know down the pipe. Yeah. It's it's just too much confusion for me. So I'm actually resorting back to just a, a three pin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't spend over two hundred dollars on my bow sights. I'm I'm going with probably a trophy ridge. Mm-hmm. You need three pin. So you need to get three pin slider. Yeah, the three. It's a twist, right? right? It's got the twist. Hey, before knob you make on the that top. purchase, you you talk to me before. Okay, I will. So yeah. it's three pin, I and mean, you so you can so it's three pin, but it's like you know you know how like a one pin works as a dial. Okay. So it's three pin, but your bottom pin is, is your, your dial pin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got like twenty, thirty, forty, but then if you want to go to fifty, you can just dial it, and then you can move that bottom pin. They they all move at the same time, mm-hmm. but your bottom pin is is your is then turns into your, your single pin. Your gotcha. Dave so, and I have gone to that the last couple of years. You're gonna Dave's gonna go back to a one pin. I'm going like back it, to right? a one. You like it? Yeah. I've always liked three pin sliders. Yeah, but you you had some. Uh, yeah, I'm going back to the one because I don't like to because I have some like target panic. I have some issues with like shooting deer where, you know, so I I was I like. I, I like just the one dot on mm. one spot of a deer. Just a less complicated process. Yeah, you you're, know when you're, you get you're into going that, back so, to super well, easy. Well, you get into that like shooting mode of shooting. A, you know, you 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 at the time you're about to pull the trigger on something. You know, if you got like three, four, five pins there, it can all become a blur really fast. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I just would love there just to be one dot. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you know. 90% of my shots are going to be on 20 or less regardless. So I just want that one pin. Or I'm going to know where that deer's at, and then even then, even if he's at 40 yards, I can just move my shit to 40, and then I pull back, and once once that shot needs to happen, you know, when your target panic and stuff is at its maximum, mm-hmm. I, I only got the one spot. I just got to put that one dot on the damn deer. Yeah. You know? So so I'm a big proponent of a, a three-pin slider or a two-pin slider. I, I really don't care. But I like the fact that I'm I, I'm a timber hunter. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of my shots are 20 to 30 yards. Like, a lot of times, like, I feel like my setups are like, okay, trail AB is 15, 22, and then I've got one at, like, 30. That's, like, the rogue. And I need to be able to shoot either 18 yards or 30 yards. Like... I need to be able to shoot those pretty quickly, and I don't like the idea of, oh, he's coming to the 30-yard trail, let me move my sight, because it's a little bit of extra movement. Mm-hmm. I just want to be able to, to, to turn, pull, and fire. And I do think what you need to do, which I used to shoot a one pin. I used to shoot this old sight. It's called a Vital X um, Star Tracks, I think. So it was a one pin, but the, um, the bar that held that one pin was at a 45. Mm-hmm. So it was, kind of, it was nice, because then you could... You know how like you know how like a one pin will will deter your um, it'll kind of deter your up and down variance on said animal right yeah. and a horizontal one pin will kind of deter your left and right variance on the animal. This one came at a forty five, so you could still see you know you could still see a the clear horizon and in, in the frontal of of the animal you're shooting because that pin came at a forty five. You had the one dot right at the tip of it, but they don't make it anymore. But um, but when I used to shoot a one pin, I used to go out and shoot 3D, and I would put it at 20. I'd you go shoot 30, the whole Marengo course. Yeah, I'd shoot a whole course, yeah, but with all that? different distances. At when I I I wouldn't move it. Yeah. Just to just to figure out my 
Kentucky windage, as you might want to call it, you know? Yeah. Like, well, how high do I need to aim? How low should I aim? And it's different. You could do this in your backyard. Yeah. You know, you got a, you got a backyard where you can shoot at. Yeah, exactly. So you, if you weren't, if you went to a one pin, set her at, leave it at twenty. You know, it's how you know if you got a pretty semi-fast bow. You know, realistically, you're not you're you're not even changing your aiming point until you hit about 27, 28 yards. Yeah. You're not even going to change that aiming point. I so one of the best uh, tips I ever picked up shooting 3D at a slightly elevated level was uh. I was at the range one day, and uh, John York, who who kind of lives locally, I think he uh, he's, he's someone known in the, the hunting 3D space in Ohio, but uh, comes up to me and goes, when I was the best archer I've ever been, uh, I did a lot of this. And he pulls out a little notebook, <laughs> and it, he said, 0 to 22 yards, top pin, 25 yards, 2-inch high holdover. But he had a little, like, almost caddy book, huh. and he goes... And I was like, oh, so that stuck with me. And every year what I will do is I will go out in my backyard and I will shoot 25 yards with my 20-yard pin and look at that gap. And I, I'll tell Dave, hey, because we shoot about the same bow. Yeah. Like a lot of times like our stuff's very similar. I'm like, hey, dude, like at 25 yards, you do need to account for a 2.5-inch dis mm -hmm. distance change. Which in the scheme of things, you're like, oh, no, like I'll just put my 20, 20 30. It's. I think that's the wrong way to look at it. I think you aim two inches high. You take that extra second to do that detail. And at, at 35 yards, that gap opened up to like four inches. So I took my 30-yard pin on aim four inches high. Yeah. Um, and it was something I had in, like from that conversation with John York like that just stuck with me. And so knowing my gaps or whatever to a little bit higher level. Well, and that's the, you know, the, the, I, don't, I don't know if this actually gets debated as much as it should. When people kind of kind of knock on these, this this heavy arrow trend, you mm -hmm. know, that's really been hitting the scene these days. Yeah, is that like what matters more, like the the where you hit the animal or like what you hit the animal with? Sure. Like it clearly, clearly it matters more where you hit the animal. Right? So, oh, yeah. so are you against the heavy arrow or are you like? No, I'm I am for heavy arrow. Okay. But 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 the talking point against it doesn't really get brought up ever. Yeah. You know because it's like because it, realistically a lighter arrow is shooting it's, way a it's lot. It's kind of like the crossbow thing. Yeah, it's yeah. shooting it's shooting uh, uh, you know flat. Half of these, I mean, half the crossbows on the market are zero to thirty fucking laser. When I was shooting that Bowtech Invasion, I was shooting, it was like seventy two pounds, and I was shooting like a four hundred like twenty grain arrow. So not like a light arrow, but not like a heavy arrow. Mm -hmm. And that thing was what it, it legit was flat to thirty. Yeah, you had one pin to thirty. My my well, sister's I'm shooting, crossbow. I'm shooting thirty mm -hmm. inch draw. You know, I'm shooting thirty inch draw. You know, it went seventy two pounds. I mean, yeah. it was legit flat to thirty. My sister doesn't have to move her pin if a deer's fifteen to thirty yards. Wow. Same pin, just yeah. the top thing. <laughs> yeah. And it ain't no like it ain't it's a it's a four hundred and fifty dollar crossbow. It ain't no top tier mission. Yeah. Bazooka. But it, it makes it it makes a big difference. So yeah. you know everybody you know just like I said this heavy arrow trend is. Rick, are you a heavy arrow guy? Medium. Medium. What are, yeah. what are you shooting? I I think I was up in like the five sixties. Okay. Uh, that's, that's getting up there. Super uh, heavy. I shoot the one twenty five. Heavy as hell. Uh, with a hundred grain insert. Okay. Um, what, I, what head are you? I, shooting? I got into watching the Ranch Ferry. Yeah. I ordered yeah. his. Um, his Did, heads. Does it, doesn't he have a new three blade coming out? I he does. Yeah, he does. I uh, I don't I don't know if I I I, I shoot the I think they're called Stingers. Yeah. The Magnus. Blade, Stingers. Magnus. Yeah. 
Yeah, the four blade Magnus with the two bleeders. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm or shooting for, 125s. Yeah, Black Hornets, I think, might be. The they, Black Hornets might be. Probably they're the bigger got. triangles that... Uh, you probably oh, no, they're the short, stubby ones. Yeah, that's, that's the black horn. That's the black horn. That is, yeah. So we shot those heads. They're great. Those I still shoot them. That's nasty. what my quiver's loaded with right now. Yeah, yep. those are nasty. Uh, yeah, that's what I go with. So I, it's heavier than what I was using. The, yeah, the, 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 I agree with all of anything that, like, these this heavy arrow trend, the ranch ferry, all this stuff, all the positive points that they're pointing towards, I agree with all that. I would rather shoot. I, I shoot in heavy arrow. I like shooting heavy arrows, but like there is like a side argument to where it's like it's you, not flying the best. You lose accuracy, yeah, yeah. because you know because you don't know the so, exact yardage that deer is at. I mean, so you're I, not sitting there just perfectly ranging a deer. I have been paying a little bit of attention. I've read a blog article on Exodus. I have listened to a podcast with Vector and our boys at um, OKS Hunter. Mm-hmm. The the heavy arrow trend is is good, but they are finding recovery time of a, of a super super heavy arrow as far as recovery. What I mean by that is that arrow stabilizes at I think it was something like eight yards to thirteen yards, hmm. and uh, that the moderately heavy arrows or not necessarily light yeah. arrows. So, but that's not, we're so. re- recovering, being flying good. Yeah, at a much quicker rate, and I'm like, dude, eight that's yards. More, I think that has. I've more shot to do some with, deer under eight yards. That has like, more to do with. I think that has more to do with the front of center. No, no, this is the, no, the, no, because the front of center. Did I, you read the articles? Did you listen to the podcast, dude? Because because heavy arrows are usually um, uh, combined with heavy tips yeah, forward to center. Yeah. So if when you have that heavy front of center, you. It will take it way longer to stabilize, and it just makes sense. Just let's just think about it, you know. So, so that's where that's coming from. But like a heavy arrow, like grains per inch arrow, mm. solid grains per inch arrow, f- full shaft. I don't think your, I don't think the recovery time is 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 differing much. Okay. But if you throw a shit ton of weight up front, which you have to do, because there's not the the heaviest. Grain prints arrow out there is like thirteen. It's not like thirteen grains print. I mean, it's not that high. Mm-hmm. There might be a couple higher that I don't know about. Maybe you could throw in like brass sleeves or some shit. But grain per inch arrow, there's not. They're they're not that heavy. Yeah. People get their weight by inserts and broadheads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. So so when you talk about shooting these six hundred grain arrows that don't stabilize fast, and it's like yeah, because you're shooting like a like a, a three hundred grain shaft and one with three hundred grain tip. And one was comparing micro diameter shafts. I will say that versus a standard shaft. That the standard shaft actually recovered and got to a better flight path much, much, much quicker. And I was like, you know, as somebody who's been shooting micro shafts, I was like, maybe there's something there. So are you using three, three vein or four vein? Because I, I went up to four. I went up to four foot, and I I find it's a lot better. Yeah, yeah. I will say that. Um, Four fledge seems to fly a little bit better out of it. And I've shot a handful of broadheads the yeah. last couple of years because yeah. I had some tuning issues, like, day before season. Like, you know, and I, I do want to shoot a fixed blade broadhead. I do want to shoot a heavy arrow just because, like, I'm bound to shoot a deer at fucking 10 yards, quarter to mm-hmm. one stick high. It's just, I find myself in those situations where that's how I'm going to do it. And so, yeah, I do think for myself, I value that heavier 
heavier setup. Yeah. Yeah. Every season for the past six, six or seven years, I've been within, I've had no longer than a 15, you know, 16 yard shot. Yeah. 12 to 15 is my money. Dude, and that's, every big buck that comes in for some reason is quartering towards me. Every that's time. how it works. I do a lot of rattling and they're coming in head to head on. Exactly. I'm going to pause him because I find that very interesting. <laughs> the non-turkey collar is a big rattler. <laughs> It's like, ah, turkeys are quiet. Don't you say it. Don't yeah, yeah. I'm a just peep. saying. Don't make a peep for this 20-pound bird. 300-pound deer, rattle the fuck out of it. Yeah, explain that one on the podcast. Man. Rick, I'm fucking dialed, dude. I'm like, different. I'm different. I, I think I just uh, carry a lot of confidence and just uh, I, I like trying different stuff. I, I'm into... Because I don't take rattling antlers at all. Well, because because turkeys, you can you can fuck up some turkeys. It doesn't matter. Like you can make noise, you can be loud, you can do whatever the hell you I want to. I love David's thought on turkey. He's like, I seen twelve of them in Kroger yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus, man! Fuck <laughs> these stupid big chickens. <laughs> oh, I, I take awesome. my I take my daughter turkey hunting because it's that stupid. <laughs> Yeah, if the birds ain't gobbling, we're gonna make biscuits and gravy. It's a fucking yeah, truck. They the put turkey 